0: I figured that I had to kind of go above and beyond uh, to, to, to get there, right? My goal was to get into McKinsey or into Bain or one of these companies. And I knew that it wasn't gonna be just through uh,
1: like a normal effort. What is good futurists? Today is the second episode of the brand new Our Future career series, where we interview up and coming young professionals who have successfully secured their dream jobs. And we will give you insights into how you can do the same. The first industry we're exploring is consulting. and We're here today to share some amazing insights from Michael Riley, a senior at Columbia and an incoming business analyst at McKinsey & Company. He interned at Bain last summer. He's also interned with Strategy and PWC's consulting arm. For this series, joined as always by my co-host, Devonci Mehta. Dev, you ready to get at it?
2: Yeah, let's do it. Let's just hope this goes a lot smoother than my last case interview.
1: So when did you even identify consulting as a career path? For me
0: initially, so I'm originally from Miami. Um, I grew up playing baseball and got recruited to play at a school called Seton Hall. And eventually after my first year, I made probably the hardest, but at the same time, the best decision that I've ever made, uh, which was stopping playing baseball. And the reason why it was such a big decision was it was an entire identity shift for me. Um, Growing up, it was like 16 years straight of baseball. Um, and quitting felt like I was leaving everything that I knew behind and like, uh, what was I going to fill that void with? And, and immediately I've always been very business focused, very, um, I've loved entrepreneurship always. And, and I knew that my career was, was going to be that, that gap filler for me.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and so as soon as I, as as I stopped, I started networking with a lot of people, um, started talking to people in banking, started talking to people in consulting, uh, pretty quickly found out that I didn't like banking because I just really didn't understand what it was all about. Um, and very quickly found that the people I spoke to in consulting were very relatable. I really enjoyed uh, the conversations. And so that's where it all started for me. The, I, I guess the reason why I even knew what consulting was uh, was because one of my older brothers had told me about it um, earlier, like I think in high school, uh, very briefly, because at Seton Hall, there was no recruiting, there was no consulting presence at all, there was no consulting clubs. And so that's where um, I initially kind of started saying, hey, like, you know, I got to focus on my career. Consulting seems like the, the coolest place for me at, at the moment. Um, what do I need to do to get there? And that all happened kind of at the end of my freshman year th- through my own kind of research and, and, and uh, motivation.
2: And I noticed you also founded a Consult Your Community Club um, and you founded a chapter on your campus. What was that like? And um, how did you even know it it existed? And how did you go about that?
0: And as soon as I found out that consulting was something that, that I wanted to do and also uh, noticed that there was no presence um, on Seton Hall's campus at all by any consulting club, or frankly, anyone that knew about consulting, other than a couple of other older people that that I that I knew in the business school. I figured that I had to kind of go above and beyond uh, to 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 get there. Right, my goal was to get into McKinsey or into Bain or one of these companies, and I knew that it wasn't going to be just through uh, like a normal effort uh, that I would get there, and so I knew that I had to go above and beyond and. I figured that starting a consulting club was not only a great way for me to learn more about consulting and, and and everything like that, but also to kind of leave a legacy on campus. and And my goal was kind of to say, hey, you know, if if we can get more students in consulting through this consulting club, then over time the business school um, or the school in general would be a better school and have better alumni. Um, and so that's where I was like, all right, let's let's do this. Um, I didn't really know what I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. Um, part of the effort was like telling people what consulting was and then convincing them to join a club about something that they had just learned about.
1: When we think of resources in preparing for a career in consulting, obviously, Victor Chang's case Interview Secrets book comes to mind. Uh, but what did you find helpful?
0: So I, I think it's actually more than just resources. Um, to me, at least, getting the interview is like half the battle. Um, so I think there's two parts to this. And one of it is, is well, how do you get the interview? Especially when you don't come from a school like Columbia, for example, or, or one of the other Ivy leagues or whatever. So to me, that that became networking. Uh, it became networking, and it became the extracurriculars I was doing, and really showing leadership. Um, and at the same time, talking to a lot of people and just more so than selling them on my on my profile or like the school that I went to, I was like selling them on my story. Honestly, just putting in a lot of work and a, and a lot of uh, cold emailing, cold LinkedIn messaging until I, I got some people to respond. And then eventually got a few people at each firm to kind of buy into my story and support me throughout the, the recruiting process. Um, and then the other half, which is, um, you know, once you get the interview, how to, how to succeed, I think, um, yeah, there's a couple of resources, case in point, case interview, uh, secrets, which I would recommend starting with. That's how I started. Live cases with other people that are also preparing for, for consulting interviews, I think is the best way to go. Uh, the reason for that is you start building an intuition for the interview itself, you start building um, more intuition for the creativity that that you can kind of insert into the different interviews. Um, And and obviously, I guess we can talk more about the the difference in the interviews by firms, but um, to me, it becomes like a a game of just how much you practice with other people and do live cases more
1: than than reading the books. So you interned at Strategy and before your summer at Bain and Strategy and is the consulting division of PWC. Uh, you did not intern at McKinsey before getting your offer. First off, can you talk about opportunities for consulting outside of the big three? So outside of BCG, McKinsey, and Bain. And to follow that up, I think there's a myth that you have to get that internship with the company to get a full-time offer. But in your case, you didn't intern with McKinsey and have secured a full-time offer. So it would be cool if you could dispel that myth for,
0: for students. Initially, you know, I got into PwC and strategy and which I saw as a place where I could, you know potentially start my career in consulting, but also I knew it was a stepping stone. Uh, because once you have like one experience like that under your belt, it's much easier to get interviews for you know like the big three or whatever. Um, so to answer your first question of of opportunities outside the big three, I think there's a ton. Um I think it's actually, you know not the best idea for people to only think about the big three when they think of consulting because ultimately, the way that I look at consulting is, is uh, you're gonna get a very similar experience across the board, probably um, in, in many of the second tier firms as you would. And, and a lot of those firms are great opportunities. Um, and so to answer your question more directly in terms of recruiting, um, I think what people should know is that there's, there's firms that have more internship spots open than others. Um, so for example, BCG is, is very much reliant on their internship program for their full-time hires. Uh, they, they hire very few um, full-time people. They, they mostly just grab them from their intern pool, whereas Bain and McKinsey, it's actually a bit of the opposite. So they have strong internship classes as well, um, but they recruit a lot more for full-time uh, than they do for internships. Um, so I think it's just kind of understanding the dynamics of the different firms, but... Uh,
2: you have a really unique experience in that you've interviewed at Bain and McKinsey. Can you talk about the differences between the McKinsey and Bain interviews and what were your emotions going into both?
0: So to start off with the first part, which is what what the interviews are like, um, I think a lot of people have heard of the difference between like interviewee-led and interviewer-led cases. Um, Bain is much more of like an interviewee-led type case uh, where it's a bit more on you to kind of drive the case forward. Um, and you know, ask a lot of questions and get the data you need and kind of drive to conclusions. Whereas McKinsey is an extremely structured uh interview where it's like 20 minutes for a behavioral question and 25 minutes for a case. The case is like three or four questions where the interviewer is asking those questions and you're expected to just like give responses instead of like actually driving what that next question should be. Um so obviously they're they're very nuanced. There's a lot of stuff uh, within each one of them that uh, it m- makes them a bit different of course um, but I think at a high level that's the biggest difference my emotions like it's it's a very nerve-wracking experience uh, these things are first of all they're not easy you don't know what to expect it's not like a banking interview where you can kind of memorize uh the 400 questions or whatever that book is and and kind of expect similar type of uh, scenarios uh consulting is very ambiguous um things you know cases that you've never really thought about um so doing that on the spot is difficult and obviously doing the math in front of somebody is also difficult so I was
1: very nervous. Obviously, McKinsey has this crazy reputation. I know this is something I told Steve Hoffman, who is a McKinsey partner last week in an AMA we hosted with him. You know, it, it is this, this amazing organization with this storied reputation. But what sold it to you? What did you observe throughout you know your interview process and recruiting process with McKinsey that made you really want to work there?
0: Um, so McKinsey is is I would say like maybe twice as big or like fifty percent bigger than than BCG and I think maybe twice as or twice or three times as big as Bain. So I think uh, the reason why the skill is important and especially at McKinsey is because the the way that they staff you uh, on projects is on a national or maybe even global um, model, which means that I'm not limited at all. In fact, I probably will never work with partners out of the Miami office. Most of my 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 projects will be with partners from other offices and with uh, people from different offices. So to give you a sense like, you know, it's very likely that on a project there will be a partner from the Chicago office, a manager from the San Francisco office, another business analyst from like the Houston office and then me, for example. Um, And so what that does is it opens the opportunity for you to work on projects um, with partners and industries uh, that, that you choose, right? It's extremely flexible. There's a ton of opportunities and you're not limited uh, to, the op- to, the, to the opportunities that are in your office. Um, at Bain, it's a local staffing model. So you're you're kind of only working on projects that are in the pipeline for the New York office, for example, which was, um, like I said before, Bain is, is an absolutely amazing place. It's extremely special um, to me and I think to everyone that works there. Um, and the local staffing model does have its benefits uh, at Bain, for example, which is that you build a very strong relationship with the people in your office. There's a very strong culture um, and it's not something you just hear about in the news. It's It's true.
2: I think the recruiting experience coming from a non-Target background is really different when compared to the T20s of the world. What career advice can you give young people, specifically not at Target schools, looking to break into consulting? Because I know it's a whole different ballgame.
0: I transferred after my second year to Columbia, so I've seen both sides. Uh, initially, when I was at Seton Hall, I recruited. Um, and then once I recruited again, like at the beginning of my junior year, I had already gotten into Columbia. So what I became like a target school student at that point. So it changed recruiting a little bit. But I do um, feel very confident that if I stayed at Seton Hall, I would have been able to to get to this point as well. In fact, I got into the Bell program at Bain from Seton Hall and like the first person to do it. Um, so I think the, the biggest thing is like from a non-target school, um, you just have to work like twice as hard and, and you just really have to know that you want it, otherwise you just won't put in the work that's necessary. You know, I think the first part is like really buying into the fact that, that you want to accomplish this and that it's not just something that, that you think would be cool, for example. Um, I think it's very important, you know, to, to buy into it and to say, hey, like, you know, consulting, and this is the way that I looked at it, like if, if I can get into McKinsey or Bain from Seton Hall, this is gonna mean that, you know, just because I came from an, a non-target school, uh, sorry, a non-target school, um, I can't be at the same level as, as the people that come from target schools. So for me, it was like proving to myself and to people around me that I could be at that same level. Um, and so that's what really gave me a lot of energy, a lot of passion. Um, and that kind of reflected in, in my networking calls and, and starting the club. So it was more so than just like putting in the work. It was like the energy and the passion that came behind it. Um, but I think it was extremely important. Um, so I think takeaways from that is like, you know, just know that you want it. Um, secondly, you know, network a ton. Uh, you probably will find that there's not alumni from your school working at the at the firm, which is fine. Uh, you just have to convince people that, you know, probably have no connection to you to talk to you, which is a bit harder, but it's, it's definitely possible.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, that was Michael Riley. He is an incoming business analyst at McKinsey and & Company, and we wish him the best as he goes to work for McKinsey's Miami office.
2: Thank you for listening to Our Future Careers, a new podcast